G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever asked yourself, what exactly is love? I mean, what is it? We know it's important, yet strangely, very few people ever stop to think of what it is. And because of the program that we get from Hollywood and the advertising industry, we end up with this distorted idea that love is a feeling. And that's where things start heading off the rails. Diamond, thanks so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. Today we're going to take a look at love. What is God's love really? Why is it so powerful? How, how can you and I lay hold of it, experience it in our lives? So let's head into God's Word and please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you experience the transforming power of God's love in your life. Have you ever asked yourself, what is love? I mean, exactly what is it? What do I think it is? What do you think it is? When someone says that word love to you, what ideas spring to mind? Interesting question, because love is probably the most sung about, written about thing on this planet. The Beatles' famous song, All You Need Is Love, says it all. And we know that love is incredibly important. From the moment we're born until the moment we die, we need love. And yet so many of us, we have a distorted view of what love actually is. Hollywood and Bollywood have a lot to do with that. They make love out to be this kind of the cloud nine romance thing. Knight in shining armour saves maiden in distress. Pretty Woman, not sure if you saw that movie, with Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, is that exact concept of love in a nutshell. And hey, romance is wonderful. Hopefully our marriages are full of romance. But no life, no marriage is one long romantic interlude. And so if Hollywood or Bollywood have programmed us to believe that love is a feeling, that love is romance, that love is a 24 by 7 high, then we have a serious problem, you and I, because that side of love is but one small part of it. And if we expect all love to be like that, then my friend, you and I are going to be sadly, very sadly disappointed. So many people in this world feel unloved and in turn feel inadequate to love others. And as I look at life, you know, I think giving love is something that we learn by receiving love in the right sort of way. As we grow up into adults, for instance, the reason we're able to bring children into the world and love them and nurture them is because our parents taught us how to do that by loving and nurturing us. And if they did a bad job at that, then in all likelihood, their bad habits are going to find themselves into the relationships we have with our own children. But back to the fact that so many people in this world feel unloved. And in a world where we're told love is all you need, that's pretty tragic. You can't enjoy your life without experiencing love, without being on the receiving end of love. And as we'll see next week on the program, I don't believe we can enjoy our lives without giving out love as well. 
Love is a two-sided coin. So what exactly is love? Is it just a feeling, as the songs and the movies would have us believe? Well, let's spend some time looking at a definition of love. Not so much a definition, but a description of love in action. It's something that the Apostle Paul wrote to his friends at a church in Corinth a couple of thousand years ago. Let's have a listen to a bit of it. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning at verse 1. Paul writes, If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but don't have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. It's kind. Love isn't envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. It's a beautiful description of what love is. But interesting, the sort of love that he's talking about here. There are three different types of love spoken about in the New Testament. The first is the love between a man and a woman. The Greek word there is eros, from which we get English words like erotic. That's not the sort of love that Paul's talking about here. The next sort of love that the New Testament speaks about is the bond of friendship again. The Greek word is phileo. That isn't the sort of love that Paul's talking about here either. And the third one is agape love, or agape love, which is deep, unconditional love. Whenever the Bible speaks of God's love for us, it invariably is talking about this kind of love, agape, unconditional love. And you know, when you think about it, for love to have any real value in a throwaway society, where marriages are thrown away almost half the time, where people are rejected almost all the time, the only sort of love that truly has value is unconditional love. The sort of love that accepts us for who we are no matter what we do. And that is precisely the sort of love that God is speaking to us about here through the Apostle Paul. And he begins by making the point that it doesn't matter how clever, gifted, talented or generous we are. Without unconditional love, we are completely worthless. If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels, but don't have love, I'm just a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers, understand all mysteries and have all knowledge, if I have all faith so I can move mountains, but I don't have love... I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions, if I hand my body over so that I may boast, but I don't have love, I gain nothing. I spent much of my life being incredibly clever and incredibly unloving. And if you asked me now, I'd tell you I completely agree with what Paul's saying here. I look on that part of my life not as a complete loss, but very much a series of lost opportunities. Without unconditional love, don't matter what we do, We're nothing more than a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Nothing. Look around. Look at the clever people you know who are rude and arrogant and unloving. Would you agree with Paul here? And then he launches into these beautiful few verses of what agape love, what unconditional love actually is. It's patient. It's kind. It's not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful, doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never 
ends. Now, we're going to unpack that a whole bunch more after the break, but just at the moment, let's not do that. Let's just stand back and look at the whole thing as one. And let me ask you this. If someone loved you in this way, if someone humbled themselves, made themselves to be low in order to love you with patience and kindness, not insisting on their own way, not being irritable or resentful, believing for the best out of you, bearing all your burdens, enduring through everything without end, let me ask you, would that make a difference in your life? If someone were to pull alongside you and share the burdens of your life with you in a way that they never accused you or judged you or had a go at you, well, it'd be like winning the lottery, wouldn't it? It'd make absolutely all the difference. It would add a dimension, a richness to life that's difficult to put into words. Jesus is that person. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, he said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. Jesus is the one who, with that sort of unconditional love, hitches up beside us on our journey to help carry our load, to guide and steer and encourage and love us with an unconditional love. And if we should ever doubt that, we need but cast our eyes down to the scars on his hands and his feet. For this Jesus who was and is the Son of God is the same one who made himself to be as nothing for our sakes. And it's this same Jesus who, rather than insisting on his rights, humbly draws alongside us to travel along our journey with us, with his shoulder to the yoke, to help us bear our burdens, to lighten the burden, so that we can discover his love, not just as a matter of historical fact, but as a matter of real-life, practical day-to-day experience on that dusty road we call life. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you experience the incredible transformational power of God's love for real in your life. It's called Fresh, a short daily devotion with a powerful scripture verse and some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement delivered right to the inbox on your smartphone, tablet or computer each and every day. Or, if you prefer, you can now receive a printed version delivered right to your letterbox. It's completely free. To get instant access either to the digital or the printed version of Fresh, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com. You'll see the Fresh devotional sign-up right there at the top of the homepage. Or, if you prefer, give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 to request the printed devotional. Completely up to you. That's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free 1-300-722-415. So go ahead, sign up to receive Fresh and may your heart be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through His Word. Now, I wonder how many people you know on this earth that you would be prepared to die for? Perhaps it's none, or perhaps it's one or two. Your spouse, your children perhaps. And when you think about them, those people you die for, it's a very special love that you have for them. And it's that love that gives us a clue about the sort of love that God has for us. Before the break, we were taking a look at exactly what love is. We all need love. We all search for love. 
And in our own different ways, we try to give love out too, albeit that oftentimes we do it rather imperfectly. And whilst Hollywood and Bollywood try to tell us that love is a feeling, we know that feelings come and go. They go up, they go down, and that's just the way life is. And so when we chase the feeling of love, if all we think that love is is a feeling, then we're going to be sadly disappointed. And that's why we've been looking at real love on the program. The sort of love God has for us, unconditional love, love that never fails, And forgive me for reading it again, but this short passage as I read it and chew it over and just rest in it for a while blows me away. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, beginning at verse 4. Love is patient, love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And right now, i just love for us to sojourn in this passage for a while to let it sink in. Let it sink in that this is precisely the sort of love with which God loves you and God loves me. Unconditional love. Love that speaks to us through what God does. The tender, personal love of God is something that is so real in my life. I mean, I go through tough things in life, just as you do. There are days I wake up wondering, is God still in this place with me? Fewer days these days than maybe five or ten years ago. But have you noticed when the reality of life kind of smacks you in the face, it's something of an effort to connect our hearts and our minds with the unseen reality of this loving God. Anyone who says any different is lying. But what I'm discovering along my journey is that day by day, as I experience the love of God through his forgiveness, through his provision, through his protection... He becomes more and more real to me, so that when some crisis punches you in the gut, as crises are prone to do, it becomes easier and easier simply to turn to God and to trust him. And one of the most important things I've been needing to get through my thick skull is that God isn't some grumpy old man sitting there judging me, waiting to pounce on me the moment I set a foot wrong, because that's the pervading picture of God that I grew up with in my head. Yeah, he's God. Yes, he has the power to snuff me out in an instance. Of course he does. He can sentence me to an eternity without him. I know all those things, which is why his grace and his mercy are so profoundly beautiful to me. And that's why as I read this description of what love is, written by the Apostle Paul all those years ago, my heart melts and I I rest easy because I know that God is love. And if this is what love is then this is what God is. My God is patient with me, man, just as well. Because pretty much not a single day goes by when I don't set a foot wrong, when I don't have a feeling or a thought, when I don't do something that doesn't honour him. So he's patient with me and he's kind to me. That's the first thing about his love, patience and kindness towards me, towards you. Can you believe that? Now, God being God could be envious. He could be boastful. He could be arrogant towards us. He could be rude to us. Given what I've done, he has every right. But he chooses not to be. He chooses to be patient and kind. Patience is interesting because it involves sacrifice. God lays down what he's entitled to. He's entitled to my full 100%, 24 by 7, obedience and loyalty. He lays that down. And when he doesn't get it, he looks at me with love in his heart and he waits. That blows me away. He doesn't insist on his own way. He doesn't get all vengeful with me when I'd get it wrong. He doesn't get scratchy and irritable. He doesn't resent me. Resentfulness, you understand, is like a cancer in a relationship. 
There are none of those things from God when it comes to you and me. And you know how when someone's rubbing you the wrong way and you're getting resentful and then some misfortune befalls that person quietly on the inside, we're tempted to go, you beauty, serves him right. Well, not God. He doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing. He doesn't rejoice in our misfortune. He isn't happy when we get our just desserts. Instead, he rejoices in the truth. He looks at his son on that cross, the truth of his love and mercy and kindness and the desire of his heart, the greatest joy of his heart is to see us get that. That's what he rejoices in when, as we stumble along our journey, we begin to scratch the surface of the truth that God is love. And so no matter what we do, you and I, no matter how bad things get, he bears all things, all our sin, through those nails that tore through the flesh of his son. He bears all things, and he believes all things, and he hopes all things for us. He knows the future. He sees the best in us. He nudges us gently towards his best with a certain hope that we'll find it. All the way, bearing all things and enduring all things for us, And because through Jesus, his love for us is totally unconditional. Because Jesus has paid the price for each and every one of the things that I have done, am doing, and will do, which dishonor God, which fall short of his glory. And because that's the basis of his love for you and me, Paul is able to finish off this beautiful passage on love with this. Love never ends. Well, at least not the sort of love that God's talking about here. And when you think about it, the perfect love of God, because it's absolutely unconditional, has no reason to end. Love's patient. Love's kind. Love isn't envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It doesn't insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It doesn't rejoice in wrongdoing, but it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things, Love never ends. God's love never ends. Let this blow your socks off today. I mean, there are so many people walking around on this planet who believe in God, but whose lives have have never been rocked to the core by the unconditional love of God. Friend, be rocked to the core today. Be moved to tears. Be overwhelmed as the Spirit of the living God pours his love out into your heart. Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 5, says this, Hope doesn't disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, just at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And when we let God embrace us with the reality of this love, my friend, our whole world changes. All of a sudden, we're safe. All of a sudden, we're secure. All of a sudden, we know that we know that we know that no matter what we've done in our lives, no matter how badly we've failed God, no matter what we may be addicted to, no matter what bad thing may seem to have this overwhelming power over our lives right at this minute, that the love of God is real. It is absolutely unconditional. It is for you, and it is for me, and it is free because of Jesus. Want proof? Look at the cross. God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. May the Spirit of God drench your life in this reality. May he open your eyes and fill your heart with wonder and joy because it is for this very reason that Jesus died 
and rose again for you. I'm Bernie Diamond and you're listening to Christianity Works. I want to take a moment during this short break to share something truly important with you. We live in a world that sometimes feels anything but loving. So it's not always easy to wrap our hearts around God's amazing love. It's not always easy to experience God's love for ourselves. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet called The Power of Love. It's full of life-changing practical Bible teaching that I believe God is wanting to use to speak His life-changing love into your heart. And at the end of each chapter, there are some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. To request your copy, stop by our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415, and I'll send your free booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com, or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Now, as we chat about this amazing love that God has for each one of us, there's something important that I want you to notice. This whole thing about God's love, it's not just a theory lesson. God means for you, yep, you, to experience His love day by day. And that, that's what we're going to chat about in the few minutes that we have left today. One of the things that I'm incredibly passionate about is for people not just to know about the love of God, but to experience it. Because experiencing God's love is what changes our lives. Knowing about God's love is an important first step, but if we never take the next step of stepping into his love and experiencing his love, then we're left with that uneasy feeling that, well, there must be something more. That's because there is more. There's God's love which is there for us to live in and to experience. Some people get a bit twitchy at that. They think that I'm one of these guys who thinks that the only way to live life is kind of swinging off chandeliers, always on a high. Bernie, is that what you're saying? No, absolutely not. In fact, as we travel through the ups and the downs of life, as we all do, what I've discovered is that the most important places to experience God's love is at the low points, in the dark places, in those times when the storm clouds are rolling in. That's when I want to be living in God's love more than any other time. Wouldn't you agree? And so I I want to encourage you today not to settle for a distant knowledge of God's love. Let me say it again. I don't want you to settle for a distant knowledge of God's love. I want to encourage you not to settle for some second-rate life which is lived at a distance from God's love because our lives are not meant to be lived that way. Over and over and over again, God's Word proclaims His steadfast love. Let me take you to just one example. Psalm 89. I will sing of your steadfast love, O Lord, forever. With my mouth I will proclaim your faithfulness to generations. I declare that your steadfast love is established forever. Your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. And if you read on in that psalm, this was written by someone who was going through an incredibly difficult time. It was a time when it appeared that God had forgotten him and all this stuff was happening which seemed to fly completely against the promises of God. And that word steadfast means literally goodness, faithfulness, kindness, solid as a rock, unconditional. But the question is, 
How do we experience that love? Well, I've only discovered one way. Each day I spend some time with Jesus in the mornings, quietly praying, reading his word, listening, and when I step out into whatever life holds for me that day, I step out on the basis that whatever I see, whatever I experience, whatever I feel, even if it flies completely in the face of God's promises, no matter, the love of God for me is rock solid. Nothing can separate us from his love, absolutely nothing. And with that simple childlike faith, you wouldn't believe what's possible. You, you wouldn't believe how God shows up again and again by his spirit to provide, to remove obstacles, to comfort, to guide. Now, there are people listening today who've been living their lives like this for, for longer than I have, that's for sure. But in my short walk with Jesus, heading on now to just a couple of decades, I've discovered his love in reality. I, I've experienced his presence in my life. I've seen him at work along my journey. Jesus yoked up beside me, carrying my burdens just as he promised. Let me encourage you today, do not settle for a second-rate life. Do not settle for a life without Jesus being the dominant reality in your experience. Why would we do that when he came to die and rise again to bring us close to God? That's what God's word says, that those of us who are once far off are brought near to God by the blood of Christ. He purchased this intimacy for us with his life. Why would we miss out on that? May the Lord truly bless you as you experience his love in your walk with him day by day by day. Every step along the way, may you truly be blessed. That's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. This program, Christianity Works, is encouraging so many people in over 160 countries to experience the power of God's love in Jesus Christ for themselves. But that's only possible through the generous support of friends like you. Each dollar that you give toward the ministry of Christianity Works today will help reach over 2,500 people with a gospel message. So, a gift of, say, $35 can touch over 85,000 people with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's amazing. So let me encourage you to give a generous, tax-deductible gift to Christianity Works today. You can do that right now, securely online, by visiting our mobile-friendly website, ChristianityWorks.com, or by calling 1-300-722-415. Again, that's online at ChristianityWorks.com or toll-free on 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for your support and for joining me today. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.